The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Trust the process. Do you respect the process? Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Ryan. What's happening? Oh, you know. Trying to trying to stay chipper, trying to keep the spirits up. Yeah, we're trying. That's all we really can do at this point. Yeah, because the world is literally collapsing around us. How so? Oh man, what was that? Did you hear that? What was that sound? Unknown voice that has spoken up. Unknown player three. <laughs> there is a ghost on our hands. That's right. Allegedly. Oh, supposedly, supposedly, some things happened while we were out of the studio that. May or may not have happened. That we'll save that for the Dang That's Scary podcast. <laughs> shout so out. Do we get to ghosts on here, too? Shout out, Micah. No, uh, today, it's not a happy day. Today is a sad day. For you. No, it's for everybody. <laughs> because not one, not two, but maybe three conferences that actually matter in college football. To you. Sorry, Ivy League. Are dropping out. Today uh, sounds like, it's not official, but it sounds like Big Ten is in the works of postponing to at least spring, if not just outright canceling. Uh, It's rumored that Pac-12 is thinking the same. Uh, We already lost the MAC. Uh, Like I said, Ivy League is out. So the world of college football is not doing well right now. And... um, we're going to try and focus on another conference today. We're going to try and stay positive. And I, I'm bringing in another guest that normally does a good job of brightening our spirits, making us laugh, having a good time. Who is that? Thanks, Brian. That really means a lot. Oh, Ryan, that's not you. Oh. If anything, you, you do the opposite sometimes to me by taking shots of my old man language. And your maze. Yeah, my Mary's Michigan. Michigan. No, today we brought in somebody that is a fan of the best ACC team. Of it's course, been a long time coming. We're talking about Notre Dame. No, I'm sorry, uh, the Clemson football team. Right? They, they're all. They're, they're all out of Washington. They're all orange and purple. So we brought in a man that his hair itself is all orange. It's honestly part of why I chose him. Maybe right. not downstairs. I've never asked if the I don't think that's something to discuss on this. <laughs> that's Kyle I Rainey. That listens to this. Yeah, that's Kyle Rainey's voice, everybody. Hi, Hi Kyle. everybody. Welcome in. Thanks, thanks for joining for, us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to try to represent college football well. Well, there's one thing I do know that you represent well. Hot takes. I don't think there's going to be much hot take-wise. No, maybe no, not in this episode. With, uh, and I mean, even with Clemson, I I like to try to be a re- realist about this sure. team. Last year, I wasn't buying in on them, and they lost. Yeah. Uh, I actually had to do Every- a lot of gambling to try to make myself cheer for them yeah. in the playoffs. Well, a lot of teams would have lost to the LSU team. Exactly. Yeah. I, but I didn't think they were making it past OSU. Well, they did. And they looked pretty decent doing it. 
They came from behind doing that. I know, but overall... I almost had a heart attack. I, I, I believe in your coach more than pretty much any coach in the well, nation Well, yeah, no, right Dabo's now. great. Yeah. Until you lose him to Alabama in the future. Doesn't he have, like, Whoa. eight more years on his contract? Well... Can he just signed in a, Sab- yeah, a ridiculous, lucrative contract. Saban is literally, like, the third highest paid person in the entire state of Alabama. And once he leaves, they're going to want to bring in another Where is he going? Guy. Yeah, when is he going? Where is he going? Uh, to a retirement home. He's, like, 67. He's old. He's tried the NFL again. Uh, that did not go well. That did not go well. But we're not talking about Alabama. We are talking about Clemson. We're talking about Don't worry, Alabama our we'll be first conference preview. As of today, if everything's official and it happens like we thought was going to happen, what, how old is he, Kyle? 68. Oh, I was off He's by a year. Fossil. I didn't think he was that old. Oh, yeah. Very old. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Damn good coach. but um, Despise that, man. We are, uh, like I said, doing our first season preview. We don't know how many of these we're going to actually do that are going to matter. We we're going to get to a couple co- uh, conferences, I think, for you guys that actually people care about. Well, we're going to get to some that people care about and don't even get to play a single game, maybe. So college football is weird right now, guys. Let's not, like I said, we're trying to stay positive. So here we go. We're going to just dive right in. And if it's worth anything for this conference, yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence really thinks college football should be a thing this year. He is definitely the the captain. The he is the voice. He is El Presidente of the uh, We Want to Play movement. I've I've seen so many people just just tearing him apart for his views because they think that he's being an elitist by saying that he thinks that everybody should play to garner the team health care. There's a lot of these kids that are not going to make the NFL that might not be in the greatest family stances. And Trevor Lawrence is kind of going out to speak on behalf of everybody playing. And yet the same people are the same people that are running their mouth about Trey white, possibly choosing his family over football. Right. That people need to stay in their lanes. And what, what you need to know is, and Trevor would know this better than anyone else. A lot of these quarterbacks, captains of these teams would know better than anyone else that they are sometimes an escape. They're, and they're filled with so many different demographics of people and upbringings. Yeah. So trust them. All right, That's the first thing I, I thought that was going to come out of this whole thing was I really thought that what the Pac-12 did by coming together and trying to talk about forming their own kind of player union, it, it needs to start being talked about. These, these guys need to have a voice. They need they need representation. They need to have a seat at the table because they deserve to be heard and to know that they, they know what they're talking about. They're not just saying words just to say words. This this matters to them they're more not than just student athletes. Right. This is more than just entertainment for them. A lot of these guys, this is they're real like like Kyle said, it's an escape. It's when they get on campus and when they start getting into training camps, this gets them out of the not so maybe great neighborhoods that they came from. You got to think, some of them might not even have neighborhoods to go to. They might I mean, not even have homes to go to. Right. I mean, think I go back honestly, and I don't know how well you guys followed it, but um, Kayvon Seymour from Buffalo Bill. Do you guys ever read the story of him growing up with everything he went through with college? Mm-mm. Up no. until the NFL Combine, he had no clue. He had next to no vision. He lived life 
thinking that was how people saw. He went and got corrective eye surgery after that because he was able to at that point. Right. He came from seeing three best friends die in the ghetto in California. And that's the guy who made it out. Okay, like, I do remember that now. That's one of Even those guys like, like Josh Jacobs. Exactly. Another one living in his car with yes. his dad. Yeah. And it's those stories where, yeah, cool, you, you've got your opinions. A lot of these kids that are getting the ability to escape from where they were yeah. by playing this It's game. more than a scholarship. Yeah. Like, uh, I thought Trevor brought up a good point of the health insurance part. You know, Not even the, the health insurance. The team doctors, able to the facilities, doctors for mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah. The daily checks, the everything. Um, I'm a Michigan fan. It's been said on this um, these episodes earlier, and Harbaugh brought up a good point of just can't you trust the coaches? Can't you trust the the training staff? They they're open and honest about everything that's going on. They're, they'll tell you all the tests that they've had and how many were positive and how many were negative. And chances are they're safe. They're safer on the campus bubble than they are. You would think and so. And that was much. another thing that he actually brought up today. And that whole point is, yeah. we've got teams that are going out there to put us in the position to succeed so we do not contract this virus. Right. Some of these people are going to be put back into their their areas of living where people might not be social distancing, yep. might not be giving a shit about this virus. Right. Sorry if I no, it's fine. swear in here. No, it's swear fine. left and right. No. <laughs> it's, um, you know. Who am I to be apologizing? And they have, stuff. no, I want you to be you. And that's if anyone hasn't been exposed to Cal yet, he brings... Raw, real truth, the and heat. Uh, yeah, passion. And the truth against Louisville's Lamar Jackson. Oh, sorry, it's, but it's ACC, yeah. so staying yeah. on topic. No, but um, I, I do like that, and all the points we've made so far. Obviously, we're a little biased coming from a college football podcast. A little. I trust these guys, though. I, I trust the players for the most part to be responsible. There've been some not so great signs of guys. Are already attending parties off campus. Yeah, that's. that's the I guess that's my biggest concern is they're kids. Hey, college kids, what are yeah. we gonna do? F this disease. Let's drink. Yep. Oh boy. I heard the sorority house is having a pajama party. Let's go. Let's go check that out. Yeah. So it's a little. It, it's a little understanding that they wouldn't fully trust kids, but at the same time, they're the ones that are putting all the risk out there. So maybe. Give them a chance. Listen to what they have to say. And we don't know yet. Nothing's official. These are just rumors that Big Ten and Pac-12 are ready to step out. But uh, if they do, it'll be maybe their loss as we move on to another conference. Absolutely. So uh, who are we starting with? The not-so-great Boston College. Uh, Well, not-so-great. I don't think you're wrong because I don't think they're going to get any better. No. Boston College is known for defense. Boston College is known for being a run-heavy team. Boston College is known for being feisty, that they're not really a team to sleep on any given week. You don't really know what you're going to get. You better be ready every given down to fight because they're a team that wins in the trenches. They don't have the flashy outside wide receivers. They don't get the big-time quarterbacks. They don't get the elite cornerbacks or anything like that. But what they do get is very reliable 
offensive line, defensive line, linebackers that buy into a system. So that's what I always like to say about Boston College. Kyle? Um, I think you covered kind of everything. I'm sitting here looking at stats. They, they don't have any standout quarterback. Um, I mean, you're, you're starting quarterback through 81 passes. The completion percentage is around 60. Nothing great for 1,250 yards and nine total touchdowns to the air. Your backup quarterback also threw nine touchdowns. So either they couldn't make it a, a mediocre NFL quarterback. Right. Um, uh, they just lost Eddie Lacy 2.0, A.J. Dillon. That's their only <laughs> real key loss, though. And and I don't know if it's a hot take here, but I'm going to actually check his his year on this. Um, they have a junior named David Bailey who appears fully in line to be taking over from A.J. Dillon here. Uh, and he did put up about 850 yards and seven touchdowns last year. Yeah. They so run I, the ball a lot. I don't know if he's going to necessarily – if they're going to drop off rushing production. And I don't know if David Bailey's going to be on a radar next year at the draft. Mm-hmm. But that's the real big replacement I guess I'm looking at would be David Bailey unless a, a freshman steps up or something. Right. And the only other real player I'm noticing on this is Max Richardson. Max Richardson, yeah. Yep. Richardson's coming back for another senior season. Coming off of all ACC second team. And 108, 108 tackles, tackles last year. So. 14 and a half tackles for loss. Three and a half sacks. Yeah. That's to be expected. The mm. only other you got guys that fly to the probably ball. a Matt Milano style guy that correct we, that yeah. we're used Out to seeing out of Boston College. Boston yeah. College. Yep. Um, we're not talking Luke Keekley. No. no. <laughs> um, so they but were. I mean, six- that's not even a bad comparison with Matt Milano because yeah. Milano's made a nice career. For oh yeah. Also very yeah, underrated. Yeah, correct. They're well coached. They they really are. They're they're when they if they can make it to the next level, they they're instilled with the, very good principles. The so. only other player I've got tabbed here, and I don't know how high he is on the list for you guys. It'll be tight end Hunter Long going into his senior year. Um, 18.2 yards per catch last year, or average yards per catch last year. 500 yards as a tight end. A couple more tight end or touchdowns might be nice to see, but is that someone who can put himself on a draft radar as well? Well, a big senior year. Who's yeah. the quarterback? Because I, no I, I don't think it matters. Yeah. If, if you're catching from a no name and putting up numbers like that, True. that might even that- put you higher. That's going to help your, help your status in yeah. the league. One thing I like to do for each team that we preview is um, if you think they'll go up in wins or down in wins. So last, last year they were 6-7. and seven. What do you think, Kyle? Maybe 7-6. and six at the at, like. I don't see them. They're, I've always thought of Boston College as a 500 team. I think that's kind of what they've stayed. Yeah. When, when they get to a, a point where maybe they have a senior-laden team – or or junior senior laden team maybe that's, that's when, when you they... see them get to nine right but it's never much more than that I don't, right but I've never seen Boston College really be like a, oh they're a double digit win team right that's but a good transition to the next know, team probably I was, I was saying you know um, <laughs> speaking of the next team yeah yeah Boston College is one of those teams that I always hate watching Clemson play because they always very 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 well play Clemson they play them tough every time they play yep that's because. Uh, it's a good defensive team, and a good way to match up against a heavy offensive team is with that. So let's transition over to probably who's probably if we had if every conference plays and everybody plays out their season, Clemson will be one, two, or three. You would say right in this division? No, just oh, in overall? all college football. No, no. They, they probably they, will be number one. Yeah, they, I don't they, know if they, I call them number one, and I, I think I won the State? season. 
I mean, I think LSU still has pieces. I think Bama still has a chance to make a run. Clemson continues to lose a lot of pieces. Yes, they still have Trevor Lawrence. And Travis Etienne. Yeah, correct, but... Are you? Are we? Justin Ross is gone, and are we trusting Amari Rogers, who has had knee issues in the past, as your number one? Right. They've lost how many defensive players on that side of the ball? Right. Um, Every year, I see player after player leave, and it's it's great. Dabo is a phenomenal coach, but I mean, are you the next Bama? Can you prove that? You're going to just continue pumping out products. I think or they at are. At some point, do they? Does the well run dry? No, they're for one. They definitely have going for them is that they're well positioned in the country, where they are in Carolina. A they're they're able to pull very well. They have a good pipeline, as they like to say. Well, now they do. Well, yeah, it's a well established pipeline. I mean, we're talking about off the top of my head. I'm going to guess that Dabo's in somewhere in the seventh season with Clemson. Sounds about six or seven right. seasons, something like that. I don't think it's much more than that. Right. So his system hasn't changed on offense. He's very forward thinking. He stays current with the times. He understands how to use. I'm wrong. Oh boy. Twelfth season. He's twelve years. With Took over halfway through in 2008. Okay. After the resignation of Tommy Bowden. Well, good riddance. Who? No. Uh, <laughs> Clemson's a powerhouse, 100%. They will perennially, as long as Dabo Sweeney is there, be a top five college for for college football to me. Ryan? I mean, that's fair. I mean, with Trevor Lawrence under center, you've got to be locked into top five just based off him alone. I don't even that know if Trevor Lawrence helps. is what's locking me in this year. Is it I Travis love Etienne? Tre- yes. I love Trevor Lawrence, but ETN is not that one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence or uh, ETN and it's Lynn J. Dixon, I believe it is L. J. Dixon. L. J. Dixon. Yeah, and his, I mean his numbers were great last year as well. Yeah. In relief, they they had twenty-five touchdowns from those two running backs combined. Yeah. I mean, Added nine more on the ground from Trevor Lawrence plus his passing touchdowns. I mean, I guess you just got to have Trevor Lawrence in the conversation, obviously, because he's. The best quarterback in college football right now, probably. He, I mean, he, he, he has would he, fight you on Justin Fields, but I would say he. Trevor is, Lawrence yes. has been talked about in that pipeline we talked about earlier for since what? His, his freshman year, or even before that, even in high school, they were talking about Trevor Lawrence. Right, he's only played two years. That's yeah. that's a crazy yeah. thing. But <laughs> we think Trevor Lawrence has been around forever. Dude's only in played the two years. Uh, and they're all talking about Trevor Lawrence and ripped the job right out of Kelly Bryant's hands as well as he should. Who Deshaun Watson dabbed as better than him. Missouri well, standout. He, who is he? He's with Missouri now. No, no. But did he go undrafted completely and not uh, sign? I Kelly thought Bryant. somebody took him no way. in the 6th or 7th. Let me double check that. I do not think he got. So Clemson went 14-1 and last year. It's kind of silly to think about will they go up, will they go down. They're going to be around. They're going to be probably one a one-loss team. They're going to run through the ACC. They're going to lose to Miami. Now, here's a, a, a probably a good time to bring this up that Notre Dame's joining the ACC as long as everything plays out the way they want it to. Okay. The other thing that's happening is they've eliminated the divisions for the year, and that they're that way they're expanding it, and you're not going to get the ACC playoff between the two divisions. What you're going to end up having is um, the top two teams, and it doesn't matter what division you came from before, 
those are the two teams that will play in the quote-unquote ACC championship. So is there anybody that we Kelly see undrafted. was that is not in the NFL? Yeah, same. Sorry about your luck. Sorry, Kelly Brent. But there isn't anybody else in this conference outside of Notre Dame that I could see as a real challenger to Clemson. Mostly because we've already talked about it. The pipeline is insane. We think that we don't know who the next wide receiver is after Justin Ross, but we'll find out. It's yep. gonna be Joseph Nagata. It could be anybody. I'm just totally guessing at that, but I mean, at 6'3", 215, 17 catches for 240 yards and three touchdowns last year. He's got the makings of someone who can... Uh... Yeah. And I'm sure whatever high school he was at and whatever division, you know, class he was at, you know, class AA or whatever, he was probably the best road receiver to come out of there. That's just what they do so right I now. I actually want to see, did they get any five-star recruits this year receiver? See, I did not go down the recruiting trail at all. The biggest recruited receiver would be EJ Williams, wide receiver. That's funny you say that because I actually have heard of that guy. Uh, he's six three already, coming in at eighteen years old. Yeah, and they'll give. And that's the best thing about Dabo is you will get a chance. Yep. You come in, you prove yourself. Even if you're a freshman, you'll get a chance. Their biggest, their biggest uh, two would be a D tackle and a D end. On the recruitment side. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much really else we want to talk. No, it's Clemson. I'm say that it's, it's, yeah. quite, it's, it's pretty, Clemson. pretty yeah, cut it's... and dry on that. Justin Ross should have been the number one this year. Unfortunate injury of, yep. upon everything else. He's yep. not. He will uh, probably still be going super high in the NFL draft. Yep. Uh, no. I think he will be. I think he goes back to college. We had this. You think so? We he's, had a Texas change. I mean, oh, that's true. He can go back. He I, can come back, yeah. I, I, I guess my whole if thing If he does is, come out, I think he's still... See, I think I, I guess it would be silly for him to come he, out. I think that's the thing. If he comes out, I think he's going to slide to the second due to the injury. Whereas he can guarantee himself a lot more money by going back to school for one year and making that first round money instead of a mid second round grade off of hopes. Yeah, I'd like to see college football adapt to what college basketball recently did, which is they let you sign an agent till a certain time. Yeah, and then. It, at that time, you have to make your decision. And if you decide, you'll get your grades from yeah. your, your scouts and stuff like that. So once you get your grade, then maybe you're allowed to come back to college and play for another year. I would agree year. with that. I, really, I, I don't see why so not. There's so many guys that should reevaluate their decision. There's guys who will jump every year and like, oh, I'm going to jump and I'm a third yeah. rounder. And they go undrafted and then yeah. they are screwed. It's brutal. Justin Rosh should it's just brutal. go play in the XFL, play against grown men, make some money. Shout out Rock. Go sign them. Sure. I actually did uh, see something, a really nice take, that The Rock should right now make eight teams, who cares what cities they represent, and find a bubble city and go play a season. The Rock, realistically, he should probably go to 10. And the the XFL is going to be the biggest issue for collegiate teams. Yeah. If they continue to starve college athletes of money, yep. we already money. saw last year. Yep. Kenny Robinson. Yep. Yeah, he didn't end up going as a first-rounder like he originally had been thought. But guess what? He went and got a paycheck and helped support his family yeah. as a XFL player. Right. Showed he could play well against a good Rose. XFL player. Yep. Yeah, he was he was one of the best defensive players in the league last year, yep. and he went fifth round. Yep. Carolina got a steal in the fifth round. It, we're going to see a lot of things change over the next I think few so. years, and I think it should for the best. Yeah. These kids are including the the players' union. Yes, yes. this this is going to be something that's going to change college football for ever, and hopefully the return for the of good. EA Sports and CAA football. 
for the likeness. Gosh darn right. So um, next alphabetically, we have the Duke Dukey Blue Devils. What do we got? Uh, who's we on their basketball team? <laughs> Nobody anymore. He left. That uh, they that always Zion kid. Somebody. Yeah, they have they have a tight end. Zion Williamson is here. <laughs> now, uh, Duke. Duke is uh, Duke is interesting because Duke isn't ever bad enough that I hate on them completely in the conference at, at football. Even at football, they they haven't been hysterically bad in my opinion over the last say five seasons. But they just don't get recruits. They lose out those recruits to South Carolina. Clemson, Miami, Miami, Florida State, for sure. Well, it's because so, we're not recruiting for basketball. Well, if you, if they had a coach like Coach K in football, maybe things would be different. But they don't. The only thing they've had recently is they had uh, Cutcliffe as the quarterbacks coach. Well, who are we talking about from Duke other than Daniel Jones in the past little bit? Well, Quentin Harris is there. I don't know if he's returning for another year. I mean, his stats last year weren't were not bad. He's a decent dual threat, but I don't know if it's anything that I'm going to be like jumping for joy. Like we're going to win the division, right? <laughs> Probably not. Um, the only Van name? Jefferson. Van Jefferson. I've got Van Jefferson showing on Duke. Is there a second Van Jefferson? There also, might be another Van Jefferson. No, uh, hmm. I thought Van Jefferson played in Florida. That was a Van Jefferson. No, Let's this is the it. Van Jefferson. It's, he's pull, he's showing up on the Duke page. He shouldn't. That's not correct. He should. Way be. to be ESPN. Um, the only name coming up for me is Freddie Swain for for this year. Got drafted last year. Oh, oh, okay. I thought about for this year. Um, yeah, this isn't right. All of okay. So anybody who wants to look into Duke, don't go on ESPN's page. So what I have, this is off Athlon. This is what I'm, I've been working off of. They have a Clemson Clemson transfer coming in for quarterback. Uh, by the name of Chase Bryce, and did Bryce transfer? Mm-hmm. He was he got most of the garbage time uh, cleanup after Lawrence got pulled from games, yep. which was oh, okay. frequent. The uh, six hundred yards last year, didn't he? I don't have any of those stats in front. I of had them up, and I think I deleted them. They don't have anyone stand out at running back. Really, um, their starter is Deion Jackson. He only rushed for like six hundred and forty yards last year. Um, they have a decent tight end at Noah, uh, Noah Gray, and then they return four starters on offensive line. So that's a hidden thing in college football. Um, definitely one team we're going to talk about in a little bit. I can definitely show you how important it is. But um, returning of the continuity on the offensive line is a big part of Staying consistent on offense. Garbage time stats for Chase Bryce last year. 50 of 85 for 581 yards and four touchdowns. Okay. That's fine. That's about, I mean, realistically, in a college game, that's about splitting two games. Yeah. 85 passes. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, that's all right. David Cutcliffe is actually the head coach. I knew that. I knew that. Well, for a guy coming up, um, returning this year is uh, defensive end Victor Demukaj. Demuk- 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 Spell so, it. 
D I M U K E J E. You nailed it. That's exactly how you pronounce it. Demukaje? Yeah. Okay. Coming back from eight and a half sacks. Um, nine and a half tackles for loss. Wow. Very, very close to Josh Uche. Josh Uche had one more tackle for loss. Okay. Um, one less sack, and he went in the second round. I just I want to so. I want to know why ESPN screwed up this page so bad. Uh, Literally, the entire page is the Miami football team, or uh, is the Florida Gators. That's weird. Receivers gonna... and defensive players. I'm looking at Jonathan Greenard. I'm looking at C.J. Henderson. Wow, not a good like look. like they literally Jabari Zuniga's on here. Like they they screwed this Whoa. up. Whoa, what happened? Way I don't know. ESPN. <laughs> That's why we're better than you. Guess well, we're not I've getting enough us. of Duke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's not much to discuss anyway. No, Duke was. Look right now. Duke was five and seven last year. Uh, I will actually say right. they will have more. I do. They'll have more. I do think so. Like they, what? One more? Like seven and five. Uh, what? What do you think they're in a bowl game? Well, seven and five, you would be lucky to get a bowl game. Normally, the cutoff is eight. But it's Duke. They'll probably give them one at seven. They, <laughs> they like to make up the podcast precinct bowl. Will be the next bowl game. Okay. Proud to sponsor you. Welcome aboard, Duke. The Fat Man's Pizza Bowl. <laughs> Shout out, Fat Man. Shout out, Fat Man. So next up, we have Florida State. Oh, nice. I was already on that one. Florida State They're in trouble. is a perennial or used to be a perennial powerhouse in oh, college yeah. football. Uh, obviously, Bobby Bowden is gone, and even his replacement is gone, and they're on to their replacements, replacements, replacements coach now. So they're in a weird spot. But with all that being said, last year wasn't atrocious. The they, offensive line was. They actually their offensive line was not great, but they actually ended up pulling out a six and seven record. Which, if you would have told me that in the beginning of the season, I would not have believed you. So, how much of that goes to James Blackman? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the ACC isn't good. Is top heavy. You have like three to five teams any year that's going to give you some good challenge. And then the bottom seven teams to nine teams are not good and very not competitive. There's at least a couple players on here I feel like are going to make draft raiders. So good they wide have, receiver. They've turned, Terry. Terry, yep. Yep. they've turned the corner on recruiting. That is one thing I definitely noticed. Well, I mean, I, think, I, I feel like the jump too far. Tamora and Terry had 800 more yards than the next receiving talent on the team. Mm-hmm. He has uh, 60 receptions. 1,100 yards, we'll say 1,200 yards, with 20 yards a catch, average. Yeah. That's really good. He's going to... Not nine touchdowns. He's going to be something big this year. 6'4", 210. Wow. Good size. He's got the size for it. Yep. Ricky Aguayo. It's always another Aguayo somewhere. Um, I mean, the big thing for them is, the question is the offensive line. Is it going to be the same... To put it lightly, trash cans that it was. I mean, that's really bad. But. Typically what you see from offensive lines that struggle the, from one year to the next is they do get marginally better. It's not very often that you see the same guys roll out and they struggle the same amount. So if I had to guess, now they don't have the same talent at running back um, of Cam Akers leaving the picture, but I would expect their overall offense to be more congealed, more consistent. 
because it's just more time together. This year might be weird because of the restrictions on how much they've been able to practice together. I mean, guys, think about this right now. We are just under four weeks away from when football should be kicking off, right? These guys should have already done spring ball. They should have already been done with spring ball, come back, and put several weeks of training camp under them. And none of that has happened. I kind of talked about this on the two-point um, draft preview okay. earlier in April about how bad this Florida State offensive line was last yeah. year. Oh, you when were When it mad. comes to Cam Akers. Yeah, his. Just for a little re-up on that. Yeah. So this is this was Cam Akers. It was .57 yards blocked per attempt for Cam Akers. That is the worst in yards created since 2016. Going to the Cam Akers. He was contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage on 30% of his carries. Yeah, not good. Not great. No. Who's going to fill that those shoes? I Cam Akers? Yes. <laughs> None of you other rest are up. I mean, Neither Deontay Sheffield is going to be a junior, and he averaged about five yards a carry, about the same as Cam Akers, but I don't know if that's uh, what you want. Uh, um, Brian, how much you know defensively on these guys? Defensively, I don't have any huge standouts as far as looking forward to the draft. I'm looking at one that I think could make a splash. What yeah, happened one to Levante possible? Taylor last year? Oh, sorry to cut you off. What no. happened to Levante Taylor last year? That was a guy who was supposed to be with Florida State. Florida well. State. His numbers su- weren't. Anything? He was supposed to be like one of those. Like this is the next oh, wait, big Levant? corner uh, coming out of Florida State, and I believe he went in the seventh round. He was supposed to be that big name corner coming out of Florida State. And then after last year, it just went downhill very, very, very fast. Uh, oh, Kyle. actually, looks like he might have gone undrafted. Did he go undrafted? I remember seeing mock drafts of him undrafted in twenty nineteen for this draft, and he was in like top ten before mm. the season started. That just shows how fast, yeah, saw a player can drop off. Are you talking about Marvin Wilson? No, I'm looking at Hamza Nasraldine, safety out of them. Okay. Uh, total of 101 tackles last year. One sack, yep. three passes defensed, one interception for 80 yards and a touchdown. So it looks like he had one pick and got nothing out of it. He's huge. He's a big dude. He had three forced fumbles and a fumble recovery as well. Ryan, Ryan do you remember when we were yes, doing the prospect? As a prospect? Six, is he six foot five, 300 pounds? He's 6'4", 215. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a safety. safety. I could see him He's converting and being a tweener linebacker. in the league. Yeah. Like a Deion Jones almost um, kind of thing. I wasn't thing. even thinking Deion Jones. I was thinking Sua Cravens before okay, he yeah, ran yeah. himself out of the league. What happened to him? He's, he started somewhere. Gonna... He had an issue. He didn't Sua want to come back. Cravens. I, don't think I forgot about him. He was like the first name of like those big, yeah, like those, those USC, versatile, yes, yeah, those versatile safety linebacker yes, hybrid was, guys. Uh, Mark Barron. Okay, yeah, Mark Barron. You're right. But, was Suak Ravens Washington? Is that where he went? He's wait. Well, is is that where he was? Suak Ravens was, was Washington? he Washington or that was he right. Denver? No, Cravens. He signed like one way Washington. or the other. I can't remember. He, I think he signed in Denver and then got caught. So yeah, Washington. You're right. right. Mark Mark Barron probably would have been the, that first. The original. Like, either way, ultimately, Sean Taylor would have been in today's. You but. Yeah. You have to know how to use those players. If you go to a system and so, they don't know how to so use, do you those not like players. Isaiah Simmons. Hmm? I don't like that they have him playing strictly linebacker right now or have him I pre- think, preparing. I, I think they are going to be moving him all over the field. If, they should. If you gave him to a 
Sean McDermott, I would trust it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. I was sad. I wanted yeah. him so bad. We were never going to get him. Yeah, so up for him. That's a good safety prospect. Uh, that's the guy I was really kind of targeting. Yeah. They Who have. Were you looking at Marvin, Marvin Wilson. Wilson? He's a three tech, five sacks, three tech D. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate that at all. Wasn't he a guy who they thought were going to come? He, they thought he was going to come out this year, but he decided to stay back. I think so. Yeah. The the D line group was not a. Uh, a well, he's Corey Durden though. He's another explosive guy. Yeah. Corey Durden also had five sacks last year. Uh, five sacks, two passes defensed. They still Marvin Wilson at four. Flor- Florida State still has a little bit of clout. So if they can get this thing going, oh, it, oh, Daw, yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. is coming out this year. Oh. He had five passes defense last year. People were not throwing at him. Yeah, that's he's gonna end up probably being a first round prospect as well. Yeah, uh, big fan of him. Well, that's Flo- your next big Florida State secondary guy. What Florida State needs to do is get out ahead because I don't think you can lean on all of that defense for. Four quarters, so you need to get out ahead. You need you need to put up some points early on to help out your defense. So, well, oh, hey, wow. they had twenty five commits this year, uh, eight four star commits. Brian Robinson, true freshman, six foot one wide receiver. I'm I'm saying they turned um, the corner on the recruiting trail. They had a dual threat in Chubba Purdy. They got a true freshman running back in Lawrence Toa Philly. So I, they might be able to turn that offense yep. off rookies. Yep. They got a couple four star receivers. I have them seventh on my list for power rankings. I have them seventh. Of this conference? Seven out of 14. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I'd probably put them around five. Nope. I'd still put them a little higher. Uh, Florida State finished six and seven last year. So I what think do you they think? They go up. They go I up. I still think they go up. What do you think, Ryan? They have to go up. They have to go. I, I still think, unfortunately, I, I view them too much from when Jameis was there, and I still find them a good They got that team. clout, man. Mm-hmm. I do. I, yep. I always feel that they've got that good team, and, and they usually don't. They, they I see the record over yeah. here. I'm like, what happened there? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. He buried him. He he went in there with, with a lot of you know promise, but... He just he completely buried them. So we're moving on next to team. Georgia so, Tech. So we kind of touched on this. They have a guy coming up. We touched on the Georgia linebacker. Tech. Yes, Georgia Tech, the linebacker safety combo. They have a guy, um, Charlie Thomas. He's a junior. They're DB, six two, two hundred and ten pounds. Sixty five tackles, two sacks, two passes. Nine and a half tackles for year. loss. Two sacks, sixty five tackles. Nine and a half tackles for loss is what sticks out to me. I mean, you're a defensive back. That doesn't. That's it's pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Screams the blitzing. You know the Jamal Adams style. Yeah. Linebacker up plays up at the line. My favorite thing about Georgia Tech that you, they're known for Megatron. Yes. Well, it's the wide receiver they put in the league, but their their offense is normally like a run heavy run offense. Heavy, run heavy, yeah. So um, like, how do they get carries, these wide receivers? Fifty carries, seven passes. I'm yeah. gonna throw another player off the defense because I want to see how he ends up panning this year going into a senior season. Uh, linebacker David Curry also. Uh, last year's stats would have been 97 total tackles, two sacks, three passes defense, and an interception. Two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. Uh, that's a guy who I'm not saying is going to be like a top three round like a first two day pick. But that's a guy who might be a gem in the fourth, fifth. He's got the good size for it. He Six does. 6'2", 230". 
That's a nice. That's an. It's, it's not an oversized linebacker, but he's going to hit you. He's going to rely more on the speed, probably. Exactly that, that type of guy. Okay. Nice. There's yeah. not really much else to talk about. No, no. I'm sorry, Georgia Tech, but there's not much really Ge- we can. Georgia Tech was three and nine last year. I mean, that's let's be honest. It's probably going to be where they're at next year. Yeah, somewhere around there, maybe four, maybe even five. Um, Charlie I, Thomas has a couple. I guess pick the one sixes, that I'm maybe. Intri- I guess the one I'm intrigued by is would be running back Jordan Mason. Okay. Uh, back-to-back years of seven touchdowns. His average has been over five yards carry both years, and he's now a junior. So that's somebody I guess I would tab. What does he do in in his junior year? But I don't think there's much more. I'm really just intrigued well, by Georgia. There's a couple yeah. guys to monitor for you, Georgia Tech. Correct. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Calvin Johnson's coming back. Oh wow! Bring back Megatron. Time machine just in kidding. the works. Just kidding. He's already there. He plays for the Lions. All right. When you're starting quarterback, um, when you're. Th- <laughs> I'm excited. When you have three quarterbacks you've thrown for more than 100 yards, but one of them's actually a defensive back, we know you don't throw the ball. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tobias, Tobias Oliver, 11 of 26 for 177. Okay. Two interceptions. Okay, Why Tobias. Why did you let him throw? Okay. Um, we're moving on to Louisville, right? Next up is Louisville. Gross. So I'm using a web website called Fansided. Um, just some top prospect guys. And this player came across, who well, I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of. His name is Tutu Atwell for Louisville. He's mm-hmm. a wide receiver. Brian, will you tell the people, do you know off top how tall Tutu Atwell is? He is 5'9". Five 5'9", foot nine. Five foot nine, 165 pounds. His stats are great. Last year recorded 70 re- seven receptions, almost 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. Once again, hovering up near that 20 20 yards per catch, 18.2. So just based off of the size and all that, the first name that comes to my mind when I see size like that is Devin DuVernay. Oh, uh, okay. You guys know I love me my Devin DuVernay. But yeah. That's, I, I that, put that, him that, over that, the other that's, day. That's for, another, here. that's for another conversation. Oh, wow. Um, I love seeing those small, shifty receivers succeed. I've love got it. another one since you're pulling deep in the bag of tricks here on Louisville. Give me some Marshawn Ford love. Entering his sophomore year as a tight end, as a true freshman last year, uh, 20 total receptions for 292 yards, but seven touchdowns. That's a name to monitor yeah. going forward. Can he continue? Wow, he's a big that? boy. He is. 6'2", 240. 6'2", But it seems like he's got the playmaking ability, at least. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. That's another guy you got to keep your eyes on in the, in the combine. JVN Hawkins as well, though. Mm-hmm. Running back out of Louisville, um, averaged 5.8 yards carry for 1,525 yards and nine touchdowns, entering his, I believe, true sophomore. I think he redshirted a freshman year, and he had two carries for eight yards. So last year would have been his freshman year. Yep. Uh, Louisville pumps out some pretty decent line prospects. Always. When I hear Louisville, I think offensive line. Um, They're returning Mikel Cunningham. At quarterback, he's a junior. Twenty-two touchdowns, five interceptions. Not bad numbers. Got this, hit a lot last yes, year. Yes, this will be his. He didn't play all year last year. I don't know if he got hurt. Evan Conley would have played some of those games. Yes. So and this, Jawan pass. Yes, they had to go through a couple for a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, McK- hey, two-two Atwell threw one pass for thirty-three yards though. Did nice. he? One of four for thirty-three. I also got uh, and a touchdown though. 
Des, Des Fitzpatrick here at uh, wide receiver as well, playing outside. He's a redshirt senior. I love seeing the redshirt seniors because those are typically your guys that have put in more work into the system, and they are better at coaching up the rest of the team around them. See, this is speaking of that, and this mm-hmm. is where I'm trying to find um, his age, but it might be he might have actually come out as an undrafted. Yep. Okay, never mind. He signed with uh, Seattle. I was looking at Seth Dawkins just off of numbers and the the talent there. He played last year, uh, but he signed with Seattle as an undrafted. He had over 20 yards per catch, and that's kind of twenty, almost 22 yards per catch. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a nice that's a nice number. 16 for sure. catches for three touchdowns, almost 25 percent. Good odds. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so. Who is this? Seth Dawkins, wide receiver. Okay. Signed with uh, Seattle. He's on their roster currently as an undrafted. Okay. Louisville has got more consistency on the offensive side of the ball than the defense. Um, They're returning a lot more starters, and there's a lot more to be expected and understood on the offensive side. So if their defense can stay the same or get better, they were 8-5 and five last year. What do you think, better or worse? I would say going better. I believe they're also returning C.J. Avery, linebacker, who led that team in most stat categories on the defense last year. 93 tackles, uh, three sacks, six passes defense. That's kind of a nice number as a, as a linebacker. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a big piece returning. Um, Monty Montgomery as well, five-sack linebacker. Not what a lot of tackles. What a name, though. Monty Montgomery. Love that. What and a name. All, dude, they're, all their sack leaders are great. G.G. Robinson. Love it. Like, not even like G-E-G-E, like G.G. Dot G. Yeah. Really? No yes. way. G. Guys, G. you cannot make this up. G. Dot G. Yep. Cornelius Sturgill. Cornelius. Tavarius Peterson. I just like their defense for their names. Yep. Keep an eye Marlin on Marlon Character. Seems like a real character. Yeah. That sounds made up. Uh, Russ Yeast. Yeast. Ye- yeast. Yeast. Kane Pass. R- Ryan's looking at my list here. He's uh, a little excited to move on to the next team. Yeah, I'm here for it. Let's, uh, let's get away from Lamar Jackson's team. All yeah. right. Let's, let's move Miami on Hurricanes. to the, uh, the U. Throw him up. There we go. The U. All about that U. The U last year went 6-7. and seven, But... Coming from where they were, starting they they did start the season with a true freshman in Jaron Williams. They were in rough shape to start the season, so yes, coming from where they were, offensive line, great uh, Bob. Third in commits this year. They yes. will always be one of the better teams when it comes to commits, just because of who they just are. Because, because of who they are. They are they're Miami. The I U. mean, honestly, Michael Irvin, Frank Gore. Say, Jim, you're thinking of all these. Willis McGahee, I know we don't like to talk about him. But the Rock, whoever, whoever yeah, you want to talk Jim about. Jim Kelly. Yes, Jim Kelly. Yeah, how many of these guys you, you yes. think of Miami as a, as a college team? You're like, yeah, Miami's always been great. Um, Reggie Wayne. Missing two big parts. Missing three big parts. Uh, their leader in tackles and Shaq Quarterman yep. went to the pros. Yep. Uh, KJ Osborne went to the pros. I Former UB. Still, yep, yeah. Still can't figure out that one, though. That was a bad pick. It was a terrible pick. Uh, and DJ Dallas, also in the pros. Running back. So they have to revamp the entire team. But they did add one of the most electric college football players, I think. Yes. So I'm a little biased. It's 100% correct. And the pro- he is the most electric yeah. 
college football player, and De'Ara King. Yes. Out of Houston. Yes. Redshirted this last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, hey, I'm better than Houston. Yeah. Um, Go, going you know, to the big boy. Going he, to the big boy. He was the guy kind of like Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver was a big reason why De'Ara King was in Houston, stayed in Houston, wanted to stay loyal. Okay. So now he comes into Miami. Like I said, electric. Now, I'm not really going to count 2019. He, wrenched, he, he redshirted. Right. But in 2018, guys, 219 completions, 3,000 3, yards, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. And he didn't play the whole year. He did not. He got hurt. Rushing, 675 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns. This is in nine games. I think he missed three games. Let me double check. I think it was nine games. It doesn't. It, I, I don't have the. I'm pretty. I'm pretty game. sure he missed. But yeah, three no. Games. He. He. Yes. He literally was putting. It um, was Heisman stats. He can catch the ball too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's everything. He had a 95 yard uh, kickoff return. No. Nay, 99 yard kickoff return in 2016. Okay, this guy can do. Every thing. What in high school? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen for Houston. It was against. Uh, I want to say it was Tulane. How old is it, this kid? He's a senior. Okay, but think, he redshirted. I think we're missing the biggest. The biggest part about this too. Gregory Rousseau, Boom. who is not playing. Right. He's. A t- I was. Uh, one two defensive end in this draft, probably number one. With was sitting out and not playing and the entire season. We'll talk about him later. There's no way, no way he slips out of the second round. There's just not no a way. chance. He's no. he's still going to go top fifteen. Gregory Russo is a is a, he's your stereotypical bendy, long defensive end. Yeah, six foot seven, two sixty five. Yeah. Um, I don't have the stats on hand. Let me pull those up. Uh, real quick. For what last year? Right I don't think it was me. anything flashy. Was they, it? It, wasn't, it was incredibly flashy. Was it? I mean, fifty-four tack or tackles, but fifteen and a half sacks. Oh, he did have fifteen and a half sacks. Fifteen wow. and a half sacks. Okay, I'm th- uh, I must think of twenty eighteen sack yards. <laughs> one pass defense, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery. Yeah, last year was his coming out party. Twenty eighteen wasn't really. I, mean, I got still glowing. I mean, fifteen and a half talent wise on Shaq Quarterman. And yeah. I know that's past tense. He's in the pros now, but that's a kid I think was a steal in the fourth round. I think Jacksonville got him, and uh, I think he's going to be a starting middle linebacker or starting linebacker. Shall I say in the Jets? Season. Did he go? No, he went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. And Jacksonville's been having linebacker problems. Yep. He's going to be given every opportunity to start. And I think Quarterman's going to be a stud. Um, kind of going back to the offense. Um, they lost. Was it Jeff? Jeff Thomas, I believe. Yes. Um, but they have a tight end, a pretty good tight end. Are we looking Brevin at Jordan. Brevin Jordan? Yep. 6'3", 235. Uh, only 35 catches for 500 yards, two touchdowns last year. But that's with, you know, half the season with a true freshman. And, and the other half with Nkasi Perry. And his numbers have gotten better every year because he had two touchdowns yes. the first year, but it was like 15 for 200 yards. So he's proven that he develops year after year. I was actually glad you brought that up. I was looking at his numbers already. Yeah. Brevin Jordan is going to be a top, probably top three round, top you know five tight end and coming out in the draft next year. Yeah. Um, you got to talk about the flashy Tate Martell, you know, the number one quarterback at one point out of uh, Bishop Gorman in Vegas. Uh, was used to be an Ohio State guy. Never really saw the time, especially after Justin Fields came. He said, "I'm out." 
came to Miami, supposed to be that guy, and then Miami was like, eh, De'Ara King's a little bit better. So now Tate Martell, who was missing for a little bit, I still don't know where he's at. He's MIA at the moment. I don't blame him. Um, a diva guy. Yeah. But still a guy with coming out of high school, had a ton of talent. What I don't like about Big hearing, name, flashy guy. Yeah, I don't like hearing that because that means that you shy away from competition. Can I just say that I hate that his name is Tathan? Yeah. Tathan? <laughs> I was I was going to mention um, Michael Irving II, but he transferred. So. Uh, um, He's now going to Florida Atlantic. Opposite uh, DN that's going to be coming out this year, Quincy Roche. He's 6'4", 235, playing on the opposite side. Now. Well, it's his now. It's probably going to be his now. Gr- so. Gregory Russo is, is a huge, huge, huge loss for the defense. Yes. Yeah. Trayvon Hill came out in the draft last year, right? Um, Jaquan Johnson for the Bills was a name for them. Yes. Jaquan Johnson was a name. Well, we had a lot of Miami fun here, huh? Yeah. No, my, Miami is maybe about a step away from being back in... Top 25 contention? Yeah. Talking about real relevancy. Yeah. Turnover, turnover chain? A little yep. bit. Well, three oh five, but even the turnover, even the Mister threw a five. Even the turnover chain didn't exist in a time that they were they were back in real relevance. Uh, they were a top twenty five team that year. They were they were top twenty five, but were they the U? But think about that, no. the U. You know, they've got two thirty for thirty documentaries. They got a part one and a part two about them. And then if you add in the convicts versus Catholics thirty for thirty, they've got three thirty for thirties about them. So it's not just any program. Just like Florida State right. wasn't just any program. Despite how their season went last year, I think Manny Diaz is going to be the right guy for them. Manny Diaz, he's going to get the culture going. Yes, they're always going to have the commits on their side. They're going to have those South Florida kids just. Pouring I out need talent, to play that. pouring right. out he, talent out of Miami, Florida, he can't South lose, Florida. He can't lose them to those smaller schools, yes. which has been their the trend. biggest competition. Is either going to be the Gators in the SEC, and that's the thing is the SEC is that's sure. something that's like oh SEC Florida, sure, or Florida State. Which right sure. now you're probably looking at Miami over Florida State right now yeah. as a destination. Just what about UCF, they're undefeated. Th- just don't let UCF. Oh, you mean national championship? We want Bam. Don't let UCF. <laughs> don't let USF take your players away. Try and try and get them USF back to Miami. Won. So hey, isn't that where uh, Miami was? Like sus- played? Yes. And Quentin Flowers. Yikes! Miami was <laughs> six and seven last year. I'm going to give them three more wins and say they can be a nine win team this year. I'll give them two to three. I'll go eight to nine. I'd say around nine wins. Yep. So now, especially there, it's tough with Clemson now, Notre Dame, yeah, Virginia Tech, yeah. Uh, South Carolina is going to be well, another team. Yep. Brian, Notre Dame's farther no. down your list, right? The we'll talk about them in a minute. Okay, good because you you brought me on for hot takes. So <laughs> next we have North Carolina. I'm already apologizing to my friend Ryan in advance. North, uh, North Carolina, Sam Howell. They were seven and six last year. Michael Jordan. No, no, that's that's Michael Carter. Oh, my bad. Antonio Williams, uh, former Buffalo Bill. Did you see his squat video? Well, yeah. Have you like that? That's all. Like, yeah. Uh, see you later, Saquon. What? Antonio Williams is out there grinding, boy. Well, he's also not good enough, but he's also model. a free agent. 
Oh, we don't. Uh, we won't talk about that though. But I mean, a pair of good receivers, and Danny Brown and Daz Newsom. Daz D A Z Z D A Z Z. Um, I mean, fifty-one for one thousand and thirty-four and twelve touchdowns from Brown. Seventy-two for ten eighteen and ten touchdowns from Newsom. I another smaller guy uh, under the sub six foot for the Daz Newsom. I was going to say a really good field goal kicker, but then I saw his actual, like, not extra points, and never mind. With stats <laughs> and under extra points. Oh, yeah, it shows your extra point kicking and then your physical field goals. Uh, and he went 45-45 in extra points. Who? Uh, Noah Ruggles. Oh, I thought about Daz Newsom. No, I was like, no, what, no, the no, wide no, receiver's no, the no, kicker? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, where is that? Linebacker Chaz Surratt. 115 t- total tackles, six and a half sacks. Three passes defense, one pick, uh, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. And Jeremiah Gemmel also with 84 ta- uh, tackles, two and a half sacks, two passes defense, three forced fumbles. I think North Carolina could be fun this year. It's Another note on Daz yeah. Newsom: he was added to the watch list for the Blitnikoff Award. Okay. So. It's interesting that you say that, Cal, because as I was getting ready for this episode... And I started looking at North Carolina, and I was like, oh, you guys kind of messed around last year. You guys you got something going on down Who there. Who gave Clemson the biggest heart attack? North Carolina. Syracuse? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> no. No, no, because I thought Syracuse would be a problem, and Clemson pulled that victory out of their butthole. Syracuse is another team that also plays Always, pretty tough. Every time. I I almost my dad's like oh now that casino betting's open you don't go bet on Clemson this weekend he goes not a chance why <laughs> they're playing Syracuse yep. what does that mean I go you don't take Clemson to the spread against Syracuse <laughs> that just doesn't happen so one thing that's unique about their roster that I see compared to every other school that we've gone over so far is every quarterback on their roster is a freshman really every single one. I don't even know how that happens. When did this dude get drafted? And why do I not know his name? So Sam Howell is going to be quarterbacking them. And he's a decent prospect. Um, he's a good prospect. I don't know how he found his way there. But you know what? Quarterbacks, what they do is they look for a place to start. So he must have looked at their roster and said, I have a good chance of starting. And that makes sense considering all of them are freshmen. I mean, let's be fair. Um We've seen North Carolina quarterbacks come out and get drafted recently. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Exactly. And Howell's come out and put together a very nice career already out of here. Is this kid an undrafted? Wait. Wasn't Trubisky Duke? No. Google, Google, Google. North Carolina. But Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe was his coach there, and then he went to Duke. That's what I'm getting. Sometimes that happens. You already mentioned Michael Carter returning his running back. Yes. He'll be the a big focal point of that offense for sure. Their best uh, player in the secondary is gone. He's in the NFL. But he was a safety, so I don't know if that's that much of an issue. No. They're not going to win on the offensive side of the ball. If on, they're going to win. On the if defenses, gonna, you mean? Yeah, exactly. If they're going to win on Saturdays, it's going to be because they're – Offense, I don't really know, man, because their linebacking core is pretty good. Sure. sure. It looks like their front seven is good. I don't know if they've got anything over the top. Although they do have a defensive back whose name is Storm Duck. 
And I'm I already, like him. I'm already rooting Storm, for Storm Duck. Duck. Getting that jersey tomorrow. I, I yeah. I, I love get, Potter Blue as it is. I'll get. I will gladly get a uh, Tar Heels Storm Duck jersey. Timon Fox and Storm Duck. Can't go wrong. I'm. Timon, the last one? Timon Fox and Storm Duck. That can't be real. That's worse than, not worse, but that's more out of there than Gigi. <laughs> oh my God. And they're back to back. Back to back. Oh my Lord. Good for them. Look, there's, there's, like, oh, that must be his brother. They have a Tamari Fox as well. Ah. I could be playing for any college football team if my last name was cool like that. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So last year, North Carolina finished seven and six. I'm giving them nine. Nine wins? Yeah. Eight. I'll, I'll jump that. They're going to be better than we were last Give year. Give them one up. Bump them up. I mean, they didn't lose anyone really substantial. No. They are bringing in a troop freshman. Maybe some early season hiccups. Well, from the way you guys talked about that quarterback, he sounds like a pretty solid he was he was haven't really dropped much receiving wise so right i'm saying worst case scenario nine wins i think i think north carolina could be fun this year yeah so let's move on to somebody that is not fun at all the north carolina state wolfpack they are not where they used to be where's mike lennon i am looking on um 24 7 sports and they just a couple days ago actually they landed one of the top linebacker prospects um, Are you sure it's for the 2020 season? Yes. As of August 8th yesterday, or yesterday. That's a late recruitment. That sounds weird. Yep. Wait, is this this year? Let me double check. Let me double check. Yeah, two days ago. Jordan Poole. He was considering Virginia Tech in South Carolina. And he's enrolling this year. This is what it says right now. I think he, I think it's a soft commit for next year. Is that what it is? I think so. I'm looking at the the most recent. I was going to say, yeah, that does sound late, doesn't it? I'm looking at the 2020 commitment. Their highest was uh, Jalen Parker, inside linebacker, uh, and Necky Meredith, safety. So why does it say in the 2020? Because I think it's probably a soft commit in 2020 or 2021. Okay, that's my fault. All good. It's still a big deal. Yeah, he's still a big guy, big big name. Maybe not this year. No, but. Is he from North Carolina? He is. That he is. It was between Virginia Tech and South Carolina. He was the nation's number four. Okay, that's prospect. actually huge. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, number four. I'm sorry, n- number four athlete prospect. So, oh, it's so kind of, he it's, might it's, not even. It's it's kind of a theme with we're talking about the ACC. These <laughs> linebacker safety hybrid or athletes, whatever you want to call them. So, but the yeah. problem here is that's my fault. Uh, looking at stats and comparing everything that you've got with NC State. Brian, is anything jumping off the board to you? Say again, I'm sorry. Is anything really jumping off paper to you of anybody you're looking at at this team going, they're great? No. No. Me neither. They've got a cool name. We were just talking about the Tar Heels and how we like them. And that just shows where State's at. State used to be the football team, and Tar Heels stayed in the basketball lane. I will uh, I will pull one name here. Okay. I actually just pulled stats up to see his size. Mm-hmm. And then looking at what he did last year, and he has a chance to kind of make himself. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, offensive side of the ball here. Okay. Uh, Carrie well, him, Angeline is an, a senior this year. 
didn't do anything prior to his sophomore season. Junior year last year, 25 catches for 379 yards, five touchdowns. He is six foot seven, 250 pounds. Good lord. That's one of those guys six that makes seven what? six seven two fifty. That's one of those guys that makes bread and butter in the NFL just because of his size. Yep, he'll be on a tra- on a camp roster for at least six years of, of football. He he's going to be the next Blake Bell. That's like a guy who like oh tight end. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I was thinking of defense. I was like that's a that's a nice size defensive. End. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, tight end. Okay. But that's still yeah, though, that's, yeah. He looks like a werewolf. If I'm being fair. Now, if he just runs what sub, if if he can run below four, four six eight. Four, I, even four eight I'm at that four, size. Six. If, if he runs well, that's a guy who people are going to come sprinting for. He'll be a fifth round pick. Let him run fast. Watch. You got a deep prospect over there. I do. Yes, Louis Asias, linebacker, senior. Um, he missed the last four games last year. Um. Hmm. Fourteen tackle game against Syracuse last year. It's the highest single game total for the season. Uh, Fifty tackles on the season. That's only fourth most in the team, but. But he did have four and a half sacks. I'm here for it. Yes. Yeah. Certain teams like this, you're only going to usually find. One yeah, you're not. You're not finding any um, superstar. No. He also had seven tackles for The loss. only other name I could see that might be worth something on there, also off the D-line, is Alim McNeil. Uh, he is entering his junior year. Had five and a half sacks last year. Um, but nothing really besides that. Yeah, this isn't the greatest. Uh, Team at all? Yeah. I'm going to book it right now before Brian even tells me the win total. Let me pull Vegas up. over, under, get me under. Let me pull up this Louis C.S. guy. His- I've got it right here. What do you want? His size. How, how, how big is this guy where they're kind of highlighting him? No. No. I don't know why they're highlighting him. because I was Out of Spring Valley, New York. Yeah. Five foot 11. Okay, yeah. I don't see because I've been going on this fan-sided website, and I was reading those stats. Like, these don't sound that see, great. I see, guess, I guess what concerns me is they're, they're highlighting him at 5'11", and half of his tackles were assists, which tells me he's... So much struggling to drag people down. So is he actually a safety? No, he's listed as a linebacker. Sounds like he might be some kind of hybrid. I mean, he's just uh, that just shows he's not how, a he's not a linebacker in the, in the NFL if he makes it there. Yeah, NC State's not so great. So NC State was four and eight last year, Kyle. Two, two wins. Whoa, going down to two. Well, we'll keep him at four. Just keep him. Yeah, well, even I don't, Steven. I mean, I thought that a recruit that there was a recruit two days ago. So let's keep him at. All right, now we will transition to who may be able to challenge Clemson a little bit. They're bums. Notre Dame. Oh, <laughs> I had Pitt next on my list. I'm like, where is he going with Notre this? Dame, Notre Dame uh, has flirted with the ACC. Uh, they play more ACC games in, the, in basketball, but they play a few crossover games in football. This year... The ACC and Notre Dame negotiated so that they could join the ACC for one season, and they're going to play a 10-game schedule, all ACC opponents. And the way, like I said, the ACC works this year is that the top two teams will play each other for an ACC title as long as the season goes as we expect or hope it to be. 
So let me go real quick through what I have down for Notre Dame because I'm very excited about this team. I have come to know that Notre Dame is a good offensive line school. They are a good tight end school. They are very consistent, never, never too flashy, never too boring. They're right in the middle. So the perfect quarterback for a team like that would be a quarterback like Ian Book. Senior. He is a senior. He decided to come back this year. He has, I believe it's like 24 touchdowns to six interceptions. And this last season? He's I, not a very big guy uh, either. 34 to 6. 34 to 6. 34 to 6. I bet. He's not your prototypical big-bodied He's only 6'1", I believe. I have 5'11". Yeah, I don't know. Probably 5'11", but I, I read a website that said 6'1". Uh, uh, they don't know. They always yes, do that ESPN's stuff. ESPN's very confused. He, that's why the combine's important, because the combine is what locks down the yeah, actual we'll measure heights. how big his hands are. It's fine. Yeah. The first thing I'm noticing, just looking at the depth chart right away, just on the offense, they're returning a lot of seniors. A lot of seniors. And look at the offensive line. The offensive line is returning four starters. And you have Aaron Banks coming back as a guard. He's a junior. You have Liam Eichenberg coming back. He's a senior at tackle. Mm-hmm. You have Robert Hainsey. He's coming back as at tackle. He's a senior. Uh, Tommy Kramer's coming back as a guard. He's a senior. And I believe the center is also a junior. I just don't have him off the top of my head. So I guess my... Jarrett, his uh, name is Jarrett Patterson. Huh. I guess my biggest issue I have here is who's, who's catching passes. Right. Because um, Claypool's gone. Claypool's gone. Finky's gone. Cole Komet's gone. Cole Komet's gone. Yep. Yep. So, so couple... you are literally getting rid of over... You're getting rid of 170 receptions from last year. I agree. Your, your lead receiver caught 16 passes on your team last year. Yep. Which was who? Uh, in terms of reception, it would have been Tommy Tremblay. Uh, tight end who had... He was drafted. Was he? I'm pretty sure. No, okay, so then you take even more off, then your lead receiver has undrafted? 15. Tony Jones... He says he's still on the team. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Redshirt sophomore. Tremblay? thought I saw I say, him. if you want to go that way, then your lead receiver is Tony Jones at 15. They, yeah, but it, it wasn't like going into last year if we would have done this last year. So you're telling um, me Javon McKinley is going to be the guy, the guy to watch? Well, I'm just saying that if we would have gone into last year and you... It's not like you would have said Chase Claypool and I would have known exactly. Like, oh, yeah. You know. So, Notre Dame will win because they win the line of scrimmage. And that transitions me over to the other side of the ball where they are returning two defensive ends at senior. You have Dalen Hayes and you have Aide Ogundaje. Ogundaje? Ogundaje. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Both seniors, it's a very like Brian already said. It's a very senior, senior uh, loaded team, yep. and what that typically means is that it's it's expected um, consistency. Wait a minute, we we went just off DNs, correct? Those are the DNs. So I we didn't even touch on Karamoa. Oh, there's a lot. I say they're, they're, well, Karamoa, Karamoa had eight and a half sacks last year, four pass defense. So like, I mean, the defense is definitely where it's at. Yep. Even losing Aquara. And and I know we don't know the wide receivers today, but bringing well, let's back be honest, at some point, 
did did we know Chase Chase we Claypool at the time? No, right. And we didn't know necessarily. We didn't. Chase Claypool is a great tight end. He's going to be a fantastic move tight end in the NFL. Don't give me that look. You know he's a tight end. Yeah, until he's got Juju Smith on the bench. All right, wrong okay, show. Yeah, you wrong st- show. Ryan. You still have two other receivers I'm listing ahead of him. He's a tight end. I think. Yeah, yeah, he probably is. I think Notre Dame is clearing away the number two team in the ACC, right? Yeah, probably. They're going to be three. Miami, Hot nice. Take. Hot take. Hot take. Who's number two? North Carolina. Wow. Hot take. Did, how many did you have Notre Dame? Or, um, I have North Carolina up around nine. Nine or ten, honestly. Okay. What about Miami? What about Miami? Do you want me to push Notre Dame to four? Okay, Notre Dame's going to be fourth. Wow. You're, you're the hot take guy. Notre Dame's going to be fourth. Uh, give me Clemson. Miami. Clemson with two losses. One of them being to Notre Dame? No. One I, being North Carolina, one being to Syracuse. To be perfectly honest, I did not That's pull fair. up any rosters for this preview, and we're not going to do that until <laughs> the week before the season kicks off because, honestly, guys, we don't know if there's going to be a season, so we'll save the actual schedule to another episode because there's no point right now. Today we'd rather talk about guys that even if there isn't a season, we're going to draft. We're going to draft. These guys are going to get a chance. They might go to the XFL like we just oh, said. Oh, hey, uh, in case nobody realizes this, yeah. um, when the college season's over and we start getting really ramping up, and I know you guys will obviously be covering the, the draft over here on processing the process, but these two are also on my draft crew for the two-point conversation. Oh, yeah. That, that's all me. That's my baby. I'm giving I me. Wait. I'm giving myself the title of senior draft analyst. For can I be senior point. draft analyst number two? <laughs> you guys can both be senior draft analysts. Woo-hoo. And I'm going to make my cousin be wiener wiener draft analyst. That's, ah. the, that's the best. Sorry, th- Gary. That- <laughs> I like how he knew it. There we go. Want want. All right. That's Notre Dame. They're going to be awesome. They're Maybe not as awesome fourth. as Clemson, but all right. Do we have to finish the rest of the teams? Yeah, we don't really many. have to. No, well, we go like, crazy, crazy. Let's do Virginia. Minute, we do Virginia if, if nothing, we got Virginia. We're gonna go through the records at least. And I'm just, here for Bryce Perkins. There's a couple. There's a couple Ooh. names that we need to talk about as we go through the rest of these teams. But we'll be a little quicker about it. Um, let's move on to Pitt. Okay, uh, Kenny Pickett had decent stats. Jalen Twyman. Line. I say nothing that I'm really looking at outside of him. Paris Ford's a D-back that he got drafted this year. Doesn't ring a bell. Uh, I mean, he had some nice stats. Look, Actually, wow. 97 total tackles, 11 passes defensed, 3 picks, 69 yards a touchdown, 3 forced fumbles. So that's a name to maybe watch. Yep. yep. Um, oh, Dean Jackson was on that team. Pitt, Pitt messes around. They... Uh... Had your favorite quarterback prospect ever. Nathan Peterman. He had turned out really good, right? Really, really good. He's still in the NFL. Holding Man. on. Holding on. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could hold the fifth spot in the or on a team and say I'm in the NFL. <laughs> He's the hey, fourth he, guy in charge to hold the clipboard. He gave your Clemson Tigers a hell of a battle that one game a couple years ago. He also gave those Chargers a hell of a battle, too. Oh, Wah, wah. College, yep. college, college, college. So after Pitt, uh, Pitt went eight and five last year. I'm saying a regression. This I year. would agree with regression. Give me uh, six wins. For Pitt. Uh, six, seven sounds good. 
Um, Seven. Next would be Wake Forest Demon Deacons. No, no, no. You're skipping over a whole bunch. We got Syracuse. Oh, yes, Ooh. we do. Tristan Jackson. There's only one name and one name only. Andre Sisco. Andre Sisco. I don't really have anyone that stands out. Uh, Lakeem Williams. Lakeem Williams actually could be a really nice starter in the pros. Nation's leader in interceptions with 12. Lakeem Williams? Nope. Andre Sisco. Oh, yeah. No, Sisco's would be nice. I like Williams as a linebacker at 110 tackles, four and a half sacks. Um, They're going to have players drafted this year. Yeah. Like, they're going to have multiple players drafted. But I don't know if they have the full team to be concerning. No, not is, at all. Am I correct in thinking, did Tristan Jackson go out in the... Um, he entered the supplement draft, didn't he? Or was he toying with it? Hmm. Something happened with him. He got himself in trouble or something. That oh, he, he's with the Rams. Then he probably was so drafted in the supplemental. Yeah, Tristan Jackson's not coming back. Uh, Taj Harris should be their next receiver. Come, okay. you're you're dropping almost 600 yards and a couple touchdowns. Yeah, by a couple, I mean nine. Their their offense is very gadgety, but outside of that, nothing consistent. It's not like they can line up and play you 11 on 11 on a consistent basis. Donovan McNabb's not there anymore. He has not been there for a while. 1999, so, baby. Syracuse finished 5-7 and seven last year. What do we say? Give him four wins. 5-7. and seven. To stay at 5-7. Just five and keep seven. it there. Give him. Give him four wins. Virginia. Virginia went 9-5 and five last year. Pretty I'm good competitive team. super intrigued by Bryce Perkins. Okay. He's not even he's, – he's already gone. Already gone. He's with the Rams. Why did I not know he went to the Rams? The man looks old as fuck. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that on here. Nah, that's fine. Are you thinking of Bryce Hall? Uh, no. I, Bryce Perkins, three, almost, over 3,500 yards and the leading rusher on that team. And he's with the Rams. I have uh, their number one. Yeah, bro. Their number one player uh, draft eligible would be Charles Snowden. Uh, Dion slash he Edge. He's 6'7". Two thirty-five. That's a big boy. He's a big boy. Uh, I mean, has Dubois. Mm-hmm. He's got seventy-five for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. So I mean, they might have a nice receiver prospect next year as well. Senior DB Joey Blount, ninety-five tackles, six and a half tackles for um, loss, three and sacks. Backers Zane Zandier, yeah, hundred and one tackles for fire with five sacks, five pass defensed. They're, they've got a decent defense. The defense is solid. Mm-hmm. That's That's been a theme for a couple of years now, I was going to say. And that was without their best cornerback last year. Who was that cornerback? Bryce Hall. Goddamn right. So Virginia, like I said, they were 9-5. and five. I'm going to guess a regression this year. I'll get them to seven wins. I'm going to stay the path. Okay. I'm going to go nine. Give them eight. Slight regression from Ryan. Virginia Tech, before we talk about anything else with Virginia Tech, they had a player opt out. It's one of the best cornerbacks in the class for 2021. Caleb Farley already opted out. He's 6'2", 197. Uh, Probably top three corner. Absolutely. Very, very, very good. Yep. Preserving his health, preserving his, hopefully preserving his draft. Smart. Yeah, his draft stock. 
I mean, they've they've definitely got some pieces still there. Virginia Tech's always solid on defense. Chamari Connor, defensive back, sixty-eight tackles, eight passes defensed. Uh, Rashard Ashby, hundred and nine yep. tackles and five sacks mm-hmm. last year. He he's a, a very in- intriguing inside linebacker. I could see him being in hundred and twenty tackles. Hundred and hundred and twenty-five sacks, pass defense, and three forced fumbles. That's a kid that's going to be seventeen tackles for loss. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he'll he'll be in the pros next year. Yep. Virginia Tech, man, it's a it's a system. It's a school you can count on. But yeah, like that's Jermaine Edmonds guy. He's pretty good. He's he's mediocre. <sighs> Ooh, I'm kidding. I love him. Uh, Damon Hazelton. He didn't come out right. He's Kid. not on my 2021 list. He's still on here. Uh, he's going into his senior season. He had eight touchdowns last year. Eight touchdowns the last two years. Uh, two years ago, he had 802 yards and eight touchdowns. Okay. So that's, I guess, a name to watch. Yeah. I'm going to give anybody as an undrafted a chance that's putting up consistent eight touchdown years in the ACC. Anyone else, Ryan? No, nah, not really. Cool. Virginia Tech last year finished eight and four. Regression. Give him, give him seven. I'm going to stay at eight and four. I'll count on that defense to be pretty solid. And to round it out, gross. Good old Wake Forest. Woo. Jamie Newman had nice stats. Wake Forest was eight and five last year. Who am I thinking? Like, who's the last prolific NFLer from Wake Forest? Prolific? It's a- okay, very good. Should we use that? <laughs> I mean, both their wide receivers had the same amount of yards last year. Well, top for, receivers. For this draft class, they have Carlos Bashman Jr. He's a five tech. Ideally a five tech. He's six five, two seventy five. So um their running backs are nothing special. They got a wide receiver, Sage Surratt. And Kendall Hinton. Sage Surratt is going to be good. Sage Surratt, 66. Yeah, 66 for just about 1,011 touchdowns. Kendall you asked about, who asked about Wake Forest? I did. Pass alumni. Jesse Bates is pretty good. Cincinnati safety. Um, He came up two years ago now? Three years ago? 2018, yep. Um, Kevin Johnson? Yeah. Former Buffalo Bill. That counts. That's... I, I don't know why I was thinking of a um, dude, Aaron a Curry. Receiver. Come on, that's that. I think that's what I was thinking of. Top, that was definitely a top five pick. Yeah, Wake Forest, not typically known for football. Pro Football Reference. Yeah, we're not coming up with much. Nope. Um, don't, don't mess around a little bit. I mean, Sage Surratt's gonna be one of those guys for them. I mean. Top five wide receiver. Chris Barkley lasted a year. Yeah, I wouldn't go searching too dark. And yeah, I'm the, trying. Uh, Tommy Bohannon. Say it's Shiraz, 6'2", 215. Yes, that's for him. I don't. Um, Tyson Claybo. I know our. That's a decent name. It's a decent name. Aaron Curry, Chris Davis. Uh, wow, yeah. a fun fact on Sage Shiraz. He was actually committed to Harvard. 
before Wake Forest. Very so he's, smart. he's a smart, smart man. Valedictorian nice. in high school. Excited yeah. to see him. Okay. Joe Marino's big fan of Sage Surratt. Shout Joe Marino's Joe a good man. Well, Wake Forest, you had a pretty good season last year, Wake Forest. You went 8-5. Regression. Probably. Probably regression, yep. Calvin Pace went to Wake Forest. <laughs> All right, like I said, we got to <laughs> stop going down this hole. Well, there we go. That was ACC. ACC relatively competitive through the first, say, mm, seven to eight teams. After that, it starts tailing off a little bit. I would say that uh, Clemson will be in the running for another championship as long as the season goes as we expect it. The championship may be old school BCS style where they just hand out like, oh, you had the best record, you are now the de facto champion. So I actually think that um, we need to do some sort of seance or something to save the rest of these conferences, maybe some sort of blessing. Does anyone know any? You're, you're uh, looking at the wrong person here, man. Oh, okay. Ryan, you got anyone? Any voodoo doctors that can perform some sort of... No? I know nobody. All right. Well, everyone out there in college football world, um, positive thoughts. We need good vibes out there. We're falling apart. Big Ten might announce tomorrow, August 11th. Uh, Pac-12 might follow quickly after that. And then who knows? We still have the SEC, though. They're a bunch of crazy people running the SEC. The SEC will go down last, guaranteed. To the last drop. You have a 100% chance of zero, no football, college football. Uh, when it's when I came in today, you were pretty confident college football is extinct for the 2020 season. The reason being is they like to harp on, I don't want to be too long in this, I can go on for hours about this because of how corrupt and messed up the whole college football situation is, but I'll be quick about this one. They like to tell them all the time that you don't deserve to be paid you're just athletes that happen to be students so therefore well, enjoy your scholarship they have a scholarship yep enjoy your scholarship thank you for your time hey, and uh, of, we'll keep all the money 50 percent of americans that just think the same way i know so maybe this is something that was needed for college football it's kind of something i've been getting my head around that this needed to happen to give a big wake-up call to ncaa and the power five uh, together that it is time to unionize these players recognize them as real leaders in the sport and they know what to do with this season so positive thoughts everyone remember to check us out on our twitters Kyle Ranny at two point combo Ryan Bailey at two point combo myself Finch at Two Point Convo. Remember to check out all the great shows at the network. And um, anything else, Kyle? Did I miss anything? Truly, please sponsor us. Yes, that's right. Truly. We're still searching. Um, thank you to our to the listeners. We're relatively new. We're just getting started. I we're, can't wait to share this tomorrow. We're having a good time recording these episodes for you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying them just as much as we are recording them yep so for those of you that are listening we very very much appreciate you um 
to let's hope for a college football season so we can keep providing this content for you. Me announcing recruits two weeks before the season starts. <laughs> um, to uh, but no, really, thank you. We appreciate to it. your co-host Ryan Holt Bailey. Uh, even when you're leaving New York State, if I can still find a way to get um, backstage for the draft, which I'm still working on for the two point, we will be at the draft. People. Oh no, you are already part of that. My draft team is number one. So like, I've already stated that. My cousin Gary's part of that draft team. Gary's like, who do you plan on bringing? I was like, my draft crew. You, Ryan, Brian. He's like, seriously, Vegas baby. Like, yeah, man. It's like if Matt's in, if I can get five Vegas. Matt's in, it's like, but. It's my my top draft crew is we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Even even without a college football season, we're going to give you our best draft coverage we can. Yes. This is mine and Brian's passion. It is. We love the draft. This is our thing. We wait a million months for the draft. I mean, I yeah. think my favorite thing is I guess I am always been the third man in on that. And I'm okay with that. I didn't know who I didn't know who this man was. The first year you put me in a group chat and went, "Hey man, let's uh Let's do a draft mock. Let's yeah. figure out the first round. Let's see who's closest. And yeah. I'm like, I don't really know who Ryan is. Yeah. And over that, we've become friends and yep. been able to uh, work well together on a podcast. So that's something. Boys, I- thank you for having me on. Oh, Love Kyle, it. It was, it's been our thank pleasure. you for having us on the network. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks for getting us, us into all this, getting us into this studio. I wouldn't have chosen two better people. We uh, we think we're uh, onto something here. Despite what might happen in college football Let's end this world, before we all start crying. And yeah, we're yeah. all going. I love you. I miss you. I just want to remind for providing the buzzness. There you go. <laughs> and blue light. Maybe. No, that didn't happen. Ooh, that didn't happen. We were just drinking truly the whole time. I swear I to God. I had a bang. <laughs> one bang, and one bang, and a felony. Bang, come on, and a felony. Oh no, they already told me they don't want to sponsor us. They suck anyways. So fuck bang. Whoa. If you drink bang, then fuck you. Whoa. Yeah, I said it. This is my podcast, too. I'm allowed to say Thrown out of the playground. <laughs> wow, too many girls. Stop the recording, Brian. Stop the recording. All right. Stop the recording. So I'll just say this. We'll send it. Keep on processing that process. process. We love you. Do you trust the process? Respect the process. Come on, get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys, here's the situation. Two minutes left, zero timeouts, down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right, we could do this thing. Believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother. Delay of game, offense.